Hi, Joe here from She Did You Can. This episode is called Boring But Important and it is a co-production from Broad Radio and Women's Agenda, a daily news publication for women. Hi, I'm George McEncrow, founder of Sheba, Australia's first female-only rideshare. And I'm Jo Stanley, aspiring startup founder, and this is She Did, You Can, a podcast about turning your idea into a business. Learn from my experiences, create your company as I create mine. She Did, You Can, the inspirational, confessional, real-time guide to starting your business. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Welcome to She Did, You Can, the step-by-step guide to starting your business from me, who's done it. And me, who's in the process of doing it. In this episode, we learn what are the very first steps you need to take to start your business. Oh, and don't forget, in the last episode, my lawyer had only just told me I had to change the name of my business because of a little trademark issue. Yeah, and like I say in this episode, we learn that the very first steps you need to take to start your business. Are you suggesting I mucked up the very first steps I needed to take to start my business? Well, Joe, you know, like how did that trademark issue go? <laughs> let's just start the episode. Yeah, let's go. So, George. Yes, Joe. Uh, here I am yep. admitting to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've I had a massive oversight. Yes, <laughs> you did. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing. Yeah, but I want I actually so you know if people heard the last episode right in that very moment I received a letter from the lawyer to say that um, my lawyer, not the lawyer, yeah, my lawyer, yeah, a person who I have employed to be across these things. Thank goodness, uh, she made the point that perhaps I hadn't been as diligent in my due diligence. It can happen. Yeah, <laughs> with the name that I had chosen for the radio station that mm-hmm. I wished to create. I was calling it Big Radio. Yes. And I had registered the name and I'd done the trademark yeah. thing. Yeah, But uh, there is a big country radio. And I had said, I think they're completely different and you should just go with it if you want to because I don't think they're going to confuse them because one is clearly country mm. and then one is big. 
big radio. My lawyer's point was you do want to avoid litigation. Sure, at all costs. <laughs> and most lawyers do try and emphasise that as well. And as I have no money and That's... as I'm a very small little person on a little fry operation right now, yes, I just went, oh, it's, it's actually not a bad time to think about it. It's this. a very good stage to get things set up right. And that's the purpose of this show, right, is mm. to get it set up right from the beginning and we're here to help people to set it up right. That's it. So I had a good chat with myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Took yourself into the bathroom, <laughs> slept yourself around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just really had to point out that perhaps I need to be a bit better with my due diligence in future, but that's okay because yeah. the fact is you learn as you go. You do. And I'm not someone with a business background and you shouldn't be Nor deterred. was I. Nor was I. What and you is don't your need background? To be, oh, it's a bit of everything. I'm a bit of an Aussie mongrel bitzer. <laughs> you know, it's teaching, it's mostly education, a bit of academia, radio, stand-up. Not, not certainly not the school of business, right? right that's it. So Didn't go to Harvard. Exactly. Haven't got an MBA. No, yeah. me neither. No. I've got so a, you, you learn on the job. That's it. So yeah. you're going to make mistakes. So don't be deterred. Don't beat yourself up. But You've don't done make it them now. cost you sixty grand. That's it. That's right. So I went. Okay, now's the time. I'm just going to change the name. Mm-hmm. And the most amazing thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I thought to myself, what will I do? Bounced around a few ideas. Thought of a name registered the name and no jokes, five minutes later, Mm. literally five minutes later, I got a text message from you saying, (laughs) was just thinking about you and had a thought about radio name, Broad Radio. Yeah. Which is the very name (laughs) I had registered. Get out. Five minutes before. Get out! What is the what is what the are the chances? chances? What I are mean, the chances? It means it's a good name, Joe. It is a good name. It means it's a great name because I love the name Broad. Yes. Crazy Broad. Me too. I embrace Broad big time. Yeah. Broad Radio. It is now, and it I've, is. I've gone full steam ahead with Broad Radio. Yep. I'm very happy with my choice. It's bigger than it's better than big. It is better than big because it's broad. Broad. It covers everything. It's nothing you can't do with broad. Yeah. So there you go. There's the drama settled, right? But I just want to acknowledge, and this is what's inspired this particular episode, that there were gaps in my knowledge. There are always knowledge gaps. And if you're not learning, you're not growing. Exactly right. You've got to be living and learning. But it's always good to find things out. Yeah. And and to acknowledge the gaps that you might have. And in my case, it was a considerable gap. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily. How are you going to know if someone else has got the same name? And it came to a better name. Yes. Right. So like I had mum's taxi and it became Sheba. So this is an interesting thing. Your first draft is not always your best draft. Yeah. That's why drafts are good and Feedback is good and you won't know until you get on and double check. And there is no disaster in just rebranding God, no. or, re you know, just starting again well, in a little way or, yeah. you know, you don't want to do it too often. <laughs> I was going to say it's it's good if you just do it once. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So in this episode, I guess, you know, we want to kind of uh, help you avoid these things. Mm. And um, so we're talking all the boring but important legal boring stuff. Boring but important. Ba, ba, ba. Oh, yeah. Boring but important. Boring but important. Boring but important. Yeah. There should be a game show, but instead we have someone who's very, very knowledgeable about these things. And Do he's you one want... of my best friends, yes. right? So I want to just give you a bit of history. Like this guy's a lawyer, but he's a lawyer you like, which is a very rare thing. It's a very rare thing. You know, I think most people would say you never 
feel better for having seen a lawyer, but um, <laughs> this is this is the rare case where you see a lawyer and you feel better for having seen him. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I really really like this person. And our mothers used to play tennis together. Oh, um, in fact, I only ever think of this guy's mum as wearing a tennis skirt. <laughs> and I hope that when this woman eventually goes to God, she's in a tennis skirt. That's oh. what I want to, you know. I hope for Jan. Um, but with no, without any further ado, let me introduce to you the one and only, the brilliant, the very knowledgeable, and the very, very uh, easy on the uh, on the years, Michael Coleman from Box Forest Lawyers. How are you? Good. Thanks, George, for the very kind introduction, That's and thanks, Joe, for having me on the show. Well, Mick, you're bringing knowledge that I need and I think lots of people need. And when we say boring but important, you can't start a business without the sort of stuff you're going to tell us, right? Yeah. So you think you know, <laughs> you think you've learned the hard bit, right? But yeah. I think there are sort of essential pillars mm-hmm. of knowledge you have to have covered before you start your business. Would you agree, Michael? For sure. Yeah. Yep. But nonetheless, you've got to figure it out. So we're going to run you through a quiz. Me? Uh, yes. You're going to run into a quiz. So you're going to quiz me, a person who has already admitted that I have zero knowledge about these things and almost ran my own business off the rails <laughs> towards certain litigation yes. by not doing my due diligence. Yes. You are going <laughs> to quiz me. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. And Well, Mick's here to help me, okay, because I probably won't know all the answers to these either, but I, I just did a quick Google. All right. Okay. It's deeply, it's deeply humiliating, perhaps, but okay. Um, well, George, if you've done a Google, I can probably jump off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Probably no, everything no. you need to. No, where you're charging us by six-minute units, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> so, Am I? No, no, no. Where's my clock? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right, all right. I'll do okay. that. I will be, I will be the guinea pig in this quiz, and people can play along. We've people. both, we've both worked on commercial breakfast radio. Like, we're not, we're not new. To humiliation. No, that's true. <laughs> I, I, people can play along. Yes. Okay, and test their own knowledge. Yeah. All right. If that's going to be the case, I'm going to use a. I've decided I'm going to use a what I consider to be a hilarious buzzer. Oh, good for my own joy. Oh, good. What is it? What tone are you going to use? You want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Makes <laughs> so me feel like I'm in the country. What does? Oh, what does you- Bessie think? I All like right. Oh, okay, can, hit me with your quiz. I can smell the fresh air and the manure right now. Come on, hit me All with the right. quiz. One, mm-hmm. when starting a business, there are four legal structures your business could be. Name one. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Joe. <laughs> um, well, uh, sole trader. Correct. That's one. Mm-hmm. Yep. What else could they be, Mick? Goodness, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah, I am. So another one would be a, a corporation, so an incorporated entity yep. registered with ASIC, and then there would be a, a partnership. Correct. Uh, or there would be a, a, a trust. Well done. Mm, good one. Well okay. done. Fancy the guy with the law degree in corporate law. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Sole trader, company, corporation, partnership or trust. So you have to decide when you're starting your business what you're going to be. Mm. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. All right. That's good. Yep. Well done. Well done. Okay. I wonder who's going to get the hit the buzzer this time. <laughs> what is the difference between a company and a sole trader? Oh, it's Joe again. Well, 
Um, obviously, a sole trader has one person, so even Bessie could be a sole trader. All right, well, she says yes. She's Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, it, but yeah. Mick, what is the difference? Like why would you choose to be, you know, a sole trader over a company? What would be the difference? What are the implications? As as Joe said, if there's just one of you and you're just um, providing your own goods or services, then there's no particular problem with being a sole trader and that's a very good option. Mm-hmm. Um, barristers are usually sole traders, for example, so even quite high-risk professions can be sole traders. Mm. But there are also good reasons why you would set up a corporate structure. Um, and the main ones people usually think about are um, liability for mistakes that you might make and you can't avoid some risk of liability. But mm-hmm. if someone sues you, then um, it's probably better that they're suing a company rather than you personally. Uh, another one is that institutions usually find it easier to deal with corporations, so organisations like insurance companies and banks oh, and yeah. often landlords might prefer to deal with a proprietary limited entity that um, they can check and do due diligence and they've got a lot more public knowledge about um, how, how this organisation is trading. And then probably the third one, which accountants probably talk about as much as lawyers, is asset protection. So if you have significant assets in your personal life such as a house and a car and a uh, disgruntled customer of your business sues you Mm. you don't want them to be able to take your house and your car so Mm. um, keeping your um, there's a thing called the corporate bail which is an excellent British invention whereby if someone sues a company they can only get hold of the assets of the company not the shareholders or the directors or the employees so the liability stays with the company and your personal life carries on um, as it was before. Okay. So, so would you say that the most common structure for someone setting up a business if they're planning to have employees would be the company? Correct. Yeah, and, definitely. And the safer option? Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah. And so what has to happen for someone to do that? What, what can, you, can you very quickly run through because Bessie – Needs, she, she, she needs a free legal session. <laughs> thanks, thanks very quickly, <laughs> very quickly. What what um, what needs to happen? The other cows in the paddock are trying to go corporate. <laughs> That's right. What should they do to set up their company? So the, there's there's three fundamental things to think about. One is who owns the company. So who are the shareholders or the members of the company? And that will usually be you if you're starting off your own business. But you might also Get in, and you can start a business with two dollars. The two dollar company is a is a true thing, um, but often a company is going to need more than two dollars. So a, a good way to, to set up, if you do need some capital, is to get other investors in. So you might um, provide some of your own capital to providing the com- to setting up the company and, and invite other people to contribute capital, uh, and they become shareholders. Um, so that's who owns the company. Then the, the second thing is who runs the company, and that's your board of directors. And the directors might and often are the same people as the shareholders, but they don't have to be. You might bring in an independent director who's not a shareholder, and they tend to have a bit more of an objective view about how things are going. Um, and then the third thing is your your set of rules. Oh, sorry, and then the, the, I should say the, the board of directors appoints the CEO typically, and the CEO then appoints other staff. So there's some delegations required to from the board to run the company. Then the third thing is your set of rules, and that's your constitution. You don't have to have a constitution. The corporation's law can 
operate um, as as a standalone set of rules, but most companies choose to get hold of a constitution and um, operate according to those rules, which set out things like rules for directors' meetings and shareholders' meetings and who can make decisions about what. And um, the, there's, fortunately, in the digital era, there are companies that can set you up with a constitution and the um, all the resolutions for of shareholders and directors that are required to adopt it and get you up and running. Um, you can do that online. Uh, a law firm or an accounting firm can do it for you as well, but it should cost you no more than about $400 or $500 to mm -hmm. get the templates and fill all those out and get those registered with ASIC, the corporate regulator. And then you're good, good to go. you got your company. you got your company. Easily, yeah. All right, so that's that question done. So three, mm -hmm. once you've decided on your structure, where would you register your business? Hmm. Well, I'm feeling like there's a few things you need to register your business with. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go with tax first because I'm scared of being audited. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I always think, okay, how do I tell the government how much money I owe them? Yes. So so you need to register an ABN? You Correct. You have yes. to have an ABN. Yeah. And then what else do you need? Oh, crikey. Insurance because I'm scared of that too. Good. <laughs> what else do you need? Um, uh, well – I don't know what else, Mick. <laughs> what else should you have if you've got you've registered your business? What sort of well, let's yep. say what sort of insurances should you get? Uh, it depends what sort of business you're in, but um, public liability insurance is is something of most businesses would get. So yep. my business, I'm a lawyer sitting in an office at my desk, so the risk that I'll actually damage anyone physically is very low. Um, what about emotionally? So for me, it's it's <laughs> more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Massive emotional. So professional indemnity insurance in, in yeah. my in my business is is uh, not only sensible but mandatory. <laughs> you <laughs> relief to hear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. And yes. And and then uh, work cover is the other one uh, yes. to register with the um the your state's work cover authority as soon as you have one employee, including yourself. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Uh, next question, hit me. Okay. Uh, who would you make an employment agreement with? Well, well, you don't, you don't have any employment employees at the moment. Well, if I'm a sole trader, I so don't have no any one. Employee. I have no employees at Broad Radio. It's no. me right yeah. now. So, so I'm not going to make an, a, an employment agreement. So what am, am I, I, Mick? I'm a, like a work experience kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> off, off the books, George. Yeah, so when do I, when do I get good enough, Mummy? Like, like thanks to the Mars bar at lunchtime, but you I know. know, but I didn't, I didn't. No. There's no money for you. <laughs> there is, so here, there's told. no money. No. <laughs> so, Joe, you're probably an employee, even though you haven't got an employee agreement mm. in place, um, and that's. There's a there's a eighty percent rule if, where if you're doing more than eighty percent of your working hours for one employer, mm. you qualify as an employee for things like 
uh, work cover. Right. So uh, hopefully you've registered. I have got work cover sorted. Work cover. Yes. Very, very good. <laughs> and also anything like um, leave obligations and, and statutory entitlements, you, you become an employee. So the difference between an employee and a contractor is really significant. And this is, that you know, the, the, the bread and butter work that unions do is, is trying to ensure that when someone ought to be um, covered by employee entitlements and they, they are given those entitlements, they're not, they're not just a casual contractor. Right. So the point is, even though I am a com- company um, and I am the sole person working in that, I'm also the employee and I should do an, in, an agreement with myself. Uh, look, there's no particular reason to do what to do that while it's just yourself. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, you 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 can pay yourself some wages um, just because you are an employee and you're doing the work, and you don't need to formalise those terms particularly. But if, for example, you you um, were outrageously successful and you wanted to grow when, the empire, when 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 I am outrageously <laughs> successful, talk about a negative <laughs> Nelly. Oh. Get rid of him. Sorry, Mike went dead. <laughs> Dropped out. Sorry. Yes, when I am outrageously successful. When you're outrageously, you've been to more business school classes than I have. Mm. Uh, when you're outrageously successful, you uh, and George has been outrageously I successful. I know. And has a, a large workforce in her own business. So in that case, you'll want to do things like take out loans and bring in further investment and you'll have a board of directors who will keep you on your toes and uh, all those people will want to be don't confident do that don't they don't. know what the employment <laughs> arrangements are. George, have you ever actually signed an employment agreement with Sheba? No. You don't have an employment agreement with Sheba? Uh, no, I think it's time I did one. Yes. Yeah, I, I think we've, we've probably discussed this in the past. Yeah, let's do one, Meg. It's, mm. um, it's one of those things on, you know, it's not on the top of your list, but at some point let's do one on tomorrow list, morning. there would be sign employment agreement with self Mm. Yeah. What's the benefit of doing that, of signing an employment agreement? Protects with you. Protects, Protects you, you from what? A board of directors rolling you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mick. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. That's a- what it and does. it protects the company because it means that the company can be confident and investors can be confident that you're not going that anywhere. The company uh-huh. has actually paid George McEncrow's CEO a decent right. wage and there's mm. not going to be this sort of massive. Mm. Um, uh, dispute if, yeah. if and when George goes part time or George takes a break. Or, yeah. So it's good to get these right. things documented. Very handy that we've write well, it uh, all down. Well, look, it's it's good that we have uncovered this in the gap, the, the gap n- knowledge gap yeah. quiz. Correct, George. <laughs> okay, there's one last question. Okay. Um, okay. So, well, there's two actually. Mm. What did you do to protect your business name? So, okay, trade. What- what should I do? What should you do? Well, don't ask me. I stuffed it up, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> trademark. That would be the trademark that I overlooked, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, Mick, what yeah. else should I be doing? Yeah. When no, that's right. Learn, learning by doing is. So mm. you know more about this than I do. I, mm-hmm. I know you can do trademark searches, but I, I'm not an IP lawyer, so I'd um, have to go through the same process. Business that, branding. That you did. Um, yeah. um, but also your domain name is very important. So when yes. you register a company, mm-hmm. you would almost always want a, a website to, to go along with it. So it would be prudent to check that no one's got your domain name. Yes. Even if it's in another jurisdiction without a .au on the end of it, those things can be confusing if they're too similar. So uh-huh. you'd, you'd want to um, have a muck around on Google and see what comes up if you search for your 
proposed domain name. Mm-hmm. And I think equally at that time, because these days, for some, you don't exist unless you're on social media. You so you want to make exist. sure that you've got your Insta and your Facebook and your Twitter. Your and socials. Your, Get your socials you, in order. Yeah, that goes hand in hand, I think. Yeah. So that it. goes on the list. All right. Right. And then the last thing I will talk about is what are T's and C's, terms mm. and conditions? Mm. Well, um, oh, they're like gosh. your terms of sale. Well, we come from um, radio. So we all know about terms and conditions, right? Mm. What are, But they're different because they're like one-off things and they change with every prize. But I guess it's different with your business because yeah. you want them to be kind of consistent. Mick, what are terms and conditions when it comes to a business? This is something I have not thought of at all. So this emerges straight out of your business plan, which I'm sure you've both got handy mm-hmm. and that's probably a topic for another day. But once down. you work out what you're selling, what are people going to pay you to provide them, then you need some terms on which you're selling it. And if you're selling um, a coffee at the at the cafe, you don't need terms and conditions. Um, it's a straightforward transaction. Someone hands over the money and, and you hand them a coffee. But if you're selling anything a bit more complicated, particularly online, um, where you don't have that opportunity to you know, c- complete the transaction in real time, then you'll have some kind of um, terms associated with your, with, with your offer. So I, I've got a four-page terms of engagement, which I have to provide by law to my clients before they send me any work. So that's an easy one if you're a lawyer. Um, there's, there's statutory requirements as to what you need to provide. There's also Australian consumer law requirements that um, dictate um, applicable terms for all um, uh, transactions in trade and commerce and, and they apply regardless what you say in your terms and conditions. So that's an easy one as well. But you'll probably want to say something in your, even if it's just an invoice, you know, what, what are your payment terms? Mm. Um, what happens if, if you don't, if the, if, the, if the customer doesn't pay, do you get to go in and take your coffee back off them? But uh, um, that sort of thing, though, how binding is that? Like, it's very binding and you might want to think early on if you don't have money to float, um, you know, in a float, like will you make sure that advertisers pay their money up front? Um, can you afford as a business to, to allow people to pay after 28 days? Mm. And how good are they for that money? So we, do, we don't normally allow people to run up a tab, but if you're, say, the Australian government where we know that they're good for it, we will, but right. if you're, you know, a small business that we suspect is struggling a bit, we won't let mm. people operate that way because it's, you know, because our by it's law putting you at risk. Yeah, now drivers have to be paid on a point of sale. Yeah, right. So we will pay them at point of sale using Sheba's credit card, but we won't allow anyone else to have that. You know, so doing the quarantine trips, we can manage that, and then the Victorian government paid for those um, seven days after they occurred. Mm-hmm. But they're very short terms of sale. Yeah, okay. You know. What I do know, Mick, is that there are uh, templates online as well for your terms and conditions, standard terms and conditions, yes? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and if you think of um, what other businesses do and then have yeah. a look at their terms and conditions, and that can be quite inspirational. So you're not inventing the, the wheel yeah, that's um, a really good idea. Don't Borrow, copy what yeah. they do, but you know, takes you can get some ideas about the sort of things that businesses have turned their attention to in the past, 
by yeah. looking up the little at the bottom of every website there's mm-hmm. something that will say terms of use or terms of sale or terms and conditions and they are very informative when you're a lawyer mm. the other thing is you're constantly signing up to other people's terms and conditions without even thinking about it every time you um, load up a, an app in the app store or get onto a new um, subscription website you're accepting someone's terms and conditions when you do that and they're yeah, I reckon there's a lot of case law that will be developed about how binding those things are because no one reads them. Yes. But they're important if things go wrong. So lawyers spend a lot of time getting those things as tight as they can. Well, I have spent a lot of my career um, taking other people's ideas and just shifting them a little towards me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I think if you're doing radio, mm. there are things that are you're bound by law as well. So I think a bit like Mick having to give people a four-page document about what it means to engage with him, there is money at stake as well. So if no one's, you know, when they're joining our radio station, they're not going to be saying, hey, I'm going to spend $8.50. Um, they're going to be spending, you know, mm-hmm. 8 $800,000 just to get a sniff in mm. with your audience because yes. they'll be the best people in Australia to sell things to. Mm, yeah. So they're going to be lucky to get past the threshold. You know Lucky, it, you lucky. Know I have a question for you, Mick. I give you mm-hmm. Bessie, but um, I'm, Bessie's mine right now. But it, imagine this is my one and only quiz for you. Should we have set out T's and C's in this particular episode to say, please don't take this advice as, as, <laughs> as in any way uh, legally uh, binding. binding or in any way sort of credible? Yeah, do you want to lay please, out your own T's and C's? Please go and seek advice from your own expert. <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes, all those things apply. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. I should have thought of it. Let's let's just assume there was a massive disclaimer at the yep. top of this we can episode. Dis- we can disclaim and disclaim. But I'll claim you as my buddy and a very knowledgeable lawyer and I'll see you write up my employment agreement tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll be there at about 6.30am, okay? <laughs> Mick, is there anything we've missed as far as what the boring and le- uh, boring but important things which we boring really Boring but important, boring but important, boring but important, boring but important. Um, how to get money in. I mean, so that's a topic for another day. But it is a topic for another lawyers day. Lawyers working for startup companies spend quite a lot of our time making sure that the people who are investing in the business are getting value for money um, and the business can confidently bring in um, shared subscribers or um or, or loan arrangements and everyone gets repaid and everyone knows what those terms are. So those things are Input, you know, it, it, I know it's tempting if you're the only person in the business, it looks like it's all your money, it's one pool of funds. So you'll just kind of, you know, pay for this and pay for that out of your own pocket. But um, that can um, quickly lead to headaches. So get your funding structures right. Mm. Yeah. Again, That's, go to an expert on that speak one. Speak to a lawyer. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mick, for being our lawyer in this instance, Mick <laughs> Coleman, Box Forest. You're a legend for that. Yep. Um, Thank you. Bo- boring but important. I quite like that. Boring that, but that, important. That might be boring, my but important. next slogan. It comes with a jingle, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, makes it not so boring. <laughs> That's or, right. If you jingle yeah. it, oh, yeah. you've got Turn a phone, phone call. You're very you important. Make money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Thanks for having Mick. me. Bye. Bye. So, George, was there anything that you feel you didn't get right right at the beginning that, you know, what's uh, your one piece of advice around boring but important? Speak to a lawyer, mm. speak to an accountant um, and go to your council and look up those local events because there's heaps of them that they offer. Yes. Um, 
for small businesses as well. So there are lots of little morning teas and so on that you can go to, sit there with a pen and paper, and they're they're accurate, they're local, and people are trying to encourage small businesses um, at every level of government. So go to them and find out more. Well, uh, I have noticed that there's so much business mentoring available. Heaps. Around your local and state government. Yes, there's so much. And, you know, there are even little grants like if you take on an employee um, between certain ages, you can get extra money and stuff like that too. So, Mm. you know, there are ways of getting extra hands on deck for reduced rates and so on as well. So look around, look up. It's, It's tedious following grants and so on, but... It's often really worth it for you mm. and the person you end up employing. Yeah. Also, um, now you've got your boring but important stuff done. Yes. You can really turn your mind to doing the exciting thing, which is is making your idea a reality. Oh, it's so sexy and fun now. It, it you've is. just got to lay the groundwork. It's like doing that essay plan and mm. then you get to write the essay. Oh, no, that's actually shit as well. That's really boring. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's much more sexy than that. It's it like, is. It's like designing a dress and then you actually get to wear the dress. Nice. That's good. better. Good That's analogy. Better. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. So we've protected ourselves legally and ticked all the boxes. Correct. And I, I feel like my gap is narrowing. Oh, your gap is so narrow now. <laughs> <laughs> but in our next episode, we're going to talk about how you can limit the amount of risk involved in setting up your business. Because, George, I really hate risk. I know. You're so risk averse. I really am. <laughs> I the, like the way you're time. sitting here in a helmet is kind of freaking me out. Like a mask I expected, but the helmet. Like, okay, you drive a Volvo, I get it. The last time, I won't ever go down. What about knee pads? Like what are they for? You're in a chair, you'll be okay. You laugh, but psychologically that is what I do to leave the house. And I can't even go down a flying fox. Like the last time I was at one of those parks with the big, you know, Where the zip you, line things. Oh, you know yeah. those zip line yeah. things? I was stuck on the on the platform and the park attendant dude had to come and get me down because there's a line of 10-year-olds waiting for me because <laughs> I was so shit scared. They right? do go pretty fast. They are very high. And they shouldn't put the name Fox in the title. <laughs> like that's scary. Anyway. Like, Why well, is a fox going to come and fly at me? So the point is we want to minimise risk and yes. there are ways of doing that and yep. we're going to get into that next time on She Did, You Can because she did, you can. I did. You can. We are doing it. We are doing it. We're all doing it. If you're not doing it. (laughs) When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. 
Code PROGRAM.